Hello, my name is Ernie Vecchio, author, trauma psychologist, and mentor, inviting you to join me on the Heart is Compass podcast. As is always the case, the path forward is inward. I will see you on the inside. I had this experience where I connected with what felt true to me. And that, and then I found out later, after being forced to go to church, this is what people are calling God. I believed, no, it wasn't even a belief, it was a direct experience of what felt true to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that you and I came into the world and, you know, kind of in tune, and the world knocked us out of tune, and we sought harmony from that point forward. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Where I got a bloody nose, because my getting knocked out of tune was a little, little harsher than yours, um, that's the only thing that sets us apart, really. But what's cool about that is everybody undergoes this idea of division and separation. Everybody undergoes it. There's no way to escape it. That's what it means to be here. When a sperm fertilizes an egg, it creates a cell, which then two turn into four, four turn into 16, and they begin to grow exponentially. Mm-hmm. And then they form, then they form a kidney and a lung and a heart and a spinal cord in their brain. The same intelligence that's organizing those cells into organs mm-hmm. is the same intelligence that's organizing your dream symbol. Mm-hmm. I can't prove that. I have no, no evidence that that's true, but that feels true to me. Because how do these cells know to become a heart, a liver, and a lung, and a kidney? The intelligence, which would be life itself, is organizing those cells in a particular way to form those organs. Mm-hmm. Well, that same intelligence is still with you. Now that you're fully formed, you see, it orchestrates your life. And people say things happen for a reason, and mm-hmm. I go, yeah, well... It's for you to get the reason. So the outside organization of your life is happening. It's nothing but an extension of the internal world. And again, you look for patterns and you look for common themes in these outside events. If you pay attention to your life and you're not doing robotic kind of living and and new things are happening around you, those new things are giving you hints to, to internal changes. And that has to be reciprocal. Yeah, yeah. But, again, like I said, I, I can't prove that that, that that intelligence that forms cells and the organs is the same intelligence that's organizing your dream symbols, but it just it makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, what, and what are you if you are not just a, a, an animated version of life? The heart idols and the ego is in an anxious state, so you have these competing forces that is this dynamic, always moving, always changing kind of entity that you are, how's it not orchestrating? How's it not intelligent in what it's doing? So, I mean, that's, yeah. We all become somebody else until we become ourselves. Mm -hmm. And the natural thing to do is become our parents. And so we take a little bit of that, and then we go out and we attach to characters, and we adopt characterological traits of other people that we like, and we reject the ones we don't like. And so we just kind of become somebody else until we become ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, it's got to be intolerable for you to change. And that's the interesting part about it is, is that the important thing, if you don't wake up, then whose life have you lived? To go back to the disturbing presence phrase, this is that uh, you've got to reach a place 
in your life where the being that you have to become is so intolerable that you cannot be it anymore. And then you will attach to being what you were intended to become. That without the intolerance, you won't move. You won't change. You won't, you won't do it. And so if an external event doesn't throw you there, if it's left to random chance, it's going to take 69 years for you to get here. If the being you had to become is so insolvable that it pushes you to let go of that being to become what you were intended to become, then you're going to get here sooner. If you want to add 25 to 30 years of presence to your life, then you've got to make the decision of uh, to be present first, and then you have to make the decision to handle the disturbance of presence. Mm-hmm. And that's the myth that they're selling everybody, that you get to a place of enlightenment, you get to a place of, of self-recovery and self-discovery and empowerment, and somehow the disturbance stops, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. It doesn't stop because then you'd be on a different planet. The only way you're going to get away from the disturbance of the collective ego is literally get in a spaceship and leave this planet. The beauty of that map to becoming that I put together is is that um, it's telling you that these are the stages you're going to go through naturally to get to your best level of wisdom, your best level of consciousness. And that's only if you're paying attention, and that's only if you're learning adversity at some level. What my work is saying is, would you like to have 59 years of wisdom at 30? Mm. Would you like to have 69 mm. years of wisdom at 40? Yeah. Uh, because that's really what this work is offering. You uh, arrive as you were intended to arrive, and you become what you were intended to become sooner than just random chance. It's three times faster if you're doing the work. This robust travel is three mm-hmm. times faster if you're doing the work to get here. It's only hard during labor and delivery once you arrive once you are birthed in this present tense existence, now it's just living, mm. growing. living, growing, and becoming. Mm. There's no labor. Sounds daunting. Well, that's just the labor. The labor part is brief, and it's only painful for just a brief moment. And what's on the other side of it is life. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying in that and how to create that in your life, how to become that, that would truly evolve humans. That would be a true evolving. Exactly. That is true evolution. It's one thing to be alive. I, I think it was Joseph Campbell who said, uh, it's one thing to be alive. It's another thing to feel like you are alive. What good is presence without the aliveness? And that's why I loved Carl Jung's idea of the human shadow. He said that... Um, that it's not a coincidence that if you spell live in reverse, it spells evil. Mm-hmm. And if you spell devil in reverse, it spells live. And so he says that the human shadow is formed because of unlived urges. Mm. And everybody has unlived urges. In other words, that's that idea of uh, coming into the world one way and having to adapt and be another way uh, instead of being your authentic self. All that time you spend not being authentic is an unlived life. And so he said you are bedeviled. The needle turns in art Come push hard Do you ever get the feeling It's pointing to the start Something so much bigger 
much better 